Hi, it's Jeff, host of the podcast. My latest author interview will be up in just one moment. I'm not going to ask you to buy anything. I'm not going to ask you to go and review the podcast. What I am going to do is take just one brief moment and ask you to recommend the podcast to just one friend. If you're a writer or if you're someone who just loves books and you love this podcast and the interviews that I do, all that I ask is that you recommend the podcast to just one friend. Thanks a lot. Welcome back to the Reading and Writing Podcast. My guest today is Esther Ehrman, author of the new novel, Rebecca of Salerno, a novel of rogue crusaders, a Jewish female physician, and a murder. Novelist Roberta Rich wrote about Rebecca of Salerno, meticulously researched and populated with a cast of engaging characters. Rebecca must pit her intelligence and resourcefulness against the forces of anti-Semitism and misogyny to solve a murder. This historical novel boasts witty dialogue, a fast pace, and an ingenious plot. Esther, welcome to the podcast. Thank you so much. Absolutely. Well, if someone listening hasn't yet heard about your novel, Rebecca of Salerno, how would you describe the novel? Well, first of all, I would talk about the character of Rebecca, who was inspired by the Rebecca in Walter Scott's Ivanhoe novel that was published in 1820. Uh, Rebecca was actually one of the two heroines of this novel, and uh, as to my knowledge, she was groundbreaking because she was the first positive image of a Jewish character in a, in European literature. Um, I, when I discovered her, I was intrigued, and she just kept my attention for about three decades when I finally decided I want to know what happens next for Rebecca, which uh, inspired my novel. Um, Salerno, there was a medical school in Salerno uh, from about the 9th to the 19th century where men, women, Jews, Christians, and Muslims could study together, and this was true. Uh, when I discovered this, I said, well, that's where Rebecca's going to go after Ivanhoe because she was a healer. That's great. And I'm curious, do you remember originally reading Ivanhoe? Um, yeah, I actually was a French major in school, so I didn't—I um, wasn't familiar with uh, that much English literature. But when I was doing my doctorate, uh, which was about, uh, in language education, which was about the Yiddish language, um, I did a survey of uh, literature to discover what were the images of Jewish characters in the literature— as a French major, I loved what I was studying, but as a Jewish woman and a French major, I had to compartmentalize because there were very few Jewish characters, and those who did appear were uh, negative. They were villains. So when I was doing my survey for my, doc my dissertation uh, and discovered Rebecca, she came as a, a breath of fresh air. And that, that was about so three three decades ago. And, and that's great. And I'm, I'm curious, what what... What was the impetus for you after 30 years to to try to write this novel? And, and obviously, you wrote the novel um, about Rebecca. Well, um, I have been working on it on and off for a while, um, and I have written other books. But uh, discovering the medical school in Salerno, um, which was such an unusual place, and putting that together— 
with the story of Rebecca um, as a healer really was an impetus to move forward. Um, in 2015, uh, my husband and I were fortunate enough to go to Salerno, uh, which is now in Italy, and um, see the virtual museum about the medical school and learn more about it. So this also captured my imagination along with the character of Rebecca. And, and I'm curious, what research did you do about women and Jewish people in the medieval era as you were working on this novel? Um, well, ex I did extensive reading um, about it, and um, I coupled that with my own knowledge of, uh, of what uh, being a Jewish woman is like, um, uh, you know, the emphasis on marriage and having babies. So this really dovetailed with the information I was able to read. Um, it's interesting because there's ongoing uh, discovery uh, about um, the Jewish women in the medieval era. So there's a lot to uncover. Uh, for example, um, the town of the city of Winchester in England has just erected a statue to Licoricia, who was a Jewish woman who lived there in the 13th century, who was a very famous, uh, she and her husband were money lenders, including to the king. Um, so he said it's a fascinating um, era um, that's got lots to discover and to research. That's great. I'm curious, have you, have you started thinking about um, a subject for your next novel? <laughs> <laughs> well, um, I've, I've got several, but one of the things, um, and again about going to Rebecca of Salerno, it's a little bit mysterious as to what inspired Walter Scott to create this character. There's an urban legend that she was based on Rebecca Gratz, who was a real woman in uh, colonial and post-colonial Philadelphia. And she was um, a philanthropist, she was an educator, and she was also a healer. Uh, she was also a Jewish woman who never married, although she was reputed to have had a romance with a Christian man. Now, how she came to Walter Scott's attention was that um, part of one of the people she healed or tried to heal was the fiancé of Washington Irving. And uh, his fiancé died, but he was so impressed with Rebecca's um, skills and her compassion that when he went to Europe and met Walter Scott, he is reputed to have talked to him about uh, Rebecca Gratz. Um, there's also supposedly a note that uh, Walter Scott wrote to Washington Irving after writing Rebecca saying, hey, how do you like my character, Rebecca? Unfortunately, we've never been able to locate and verify <laughs> that that note exists. So uh, this is a tantalizing mystery, and I'm tempted to look into Rebecca Gratz for another book. As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match. With Indeed, when I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. 
Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. That sounds interesting. So I'm curious, what was your writing process when you were working on the novel? Um, given the the research that you that you did, did you write a detailed outline before you began writing, or did you just kind of dive into the narrative? How did that work for you? I wish I wrote uh, an outline. No, there are two kinds of writers. There are pantsers and there are the structured, organized people. A pantser, um, which is known as a pantser is the person who writes by the seat of her pants, um, which is me. And um, so I started with a synopsis, but I view that as a very rough roadmap as to where I'd like to come out. And um, my story changed a lot um, during the process. Well, I'm curious. You you said that you um, were doing this uh, initial research, um, if I'm not mistaken, for uh, your PhD, where you discovered this uh, Jewish character in Ivanhoe. Mm -hmm. um, were there other Jewish characters in um, in literature that you discovered um, that you didn't know about during that process? Uh, well, again, having not read much English lit sure. until then, there was certainly uh, the big one is, of course, William Shakespeare and uh, The Merchant of Venice, which I just find unbearable, actually. Um, and that's that kind of shows, you know, the, the conflict for a Jewish writer, because I love Shakespeare, but, um, you know, I hate The Merchant of Venice. Mm -hmm. um, and, you know, certainly in French, uh, one again, one of the big shocks, my favorite se um, century in French literature is 18th, which is known for the Enlightenment, and one of the very famous Enlightenment people was Voltaire, who is absolutely known for being a master of tolerance, except he was an anti-Semite. And that just is so jarring. Um, so I'm sorry, you were asking me if I found any more positive characters. I'm going <laughs> to the negatives. That's okay. <laughs> uh, but, oh, talk one big positive character that I would like to give a shout out to um, is George Eliot and Daniel Deronda, um, which she wrote at the end of the 19th century. And um, that book was so impactful that it is actually credited with leading to the Balfour Declaration. Um, so I highly recommend that. Now, of course, the Rebecca, Daniel Deronda, those characters are so idealized that it would be difficult for real Jewish people to actually live up to them, but that's another story. Sure. And and I'm curious, um, in more in more modern times of your own kind of uh reading, are there um contemporary Jewish writers that you are um reading that you are enjoying that you would recommend? Oh, that's such a difficult question because there are so many. <laughs> sure, sure. Um who would who would I recommend of contemporary Jewish writers? Oh, I need to think about that. Um Okay. Okay. Well my my son would be jumping in with Philip Roth. <laughs> <laughs> that's with, great. Who he, who he would recommend. Um yeah, there's so much going on now in Jewish writing. Um 
who is the, the one who wrote Unorthodox. I thought that was very interesting, and her name um, escapes me right now. Um, yeah, there is a lot going on, and it's really difficult to choose sure. one person. Well, but maybe I'll think about that. <laughs> okay, that's fine. Well, what writing advice would you offer for those who are working on their own stories and novels? Uh, well, the the big important thing is to write um, and um, to read uh, and to also have some really good support. Um, I'm fortunate that um, I my husband is my wonderful tech support and he does so much more. Uh, so um, when you're writing in a vacuum, it's very difficult to be objective about your work. Um, so you know, write to a certain extent and then have somebody look at what you've written and give you some feedback. I think that really, really helps. Um, so you need to achieve a balance uh, between having faith in yourself and then also listening to outside people. Uh, so, you know, have a firm idea of who you are, have confidence, but at the same point, um, listen. and. Um, it can be difficult hearing negative things about your work, but that's another skill you need to develop because inevitably there will be some negatives. Sure. Well, what books, fiction or nonfiction, have you read recently that you enjoyed? Um, okay, I've just finished really interesting Maddie Friedman's book um, called Spies of No Country. Uh, which is something I probably wouldn't have picked up um, had I not had it for my book club. But um, that was pretty enlightening um, about the um, the experience of the Arab, uh, the Mizrahi Jews uh, in the settlement of Israel and beyond. Um, being I'm very firmly Ashkenazi or European Jew, um, that's been my background. Um, and and learning about this other has been quite fascinating. Um, Dara Horn, okay, talk about a contemporary Jewish writer. She's fabulous. I highly recommend her work. Um, she's written in, in both historical and contemporary writing. And then her most recent book is nonfiction called um, People Always Love Dead Jews, something like that. And uh, that one is very, very startling, very eye-opening, very provocative, and also highly recommended. That's great. Well, where can people find you online if they'd like to learn more about you and your novel, Rebecca of Salerno? Okay. Well, they can certainly come to my website, which is estherman.com. E-S-T-H-E-R-E-R-M-A-N.com. And that's got... Um, Lots of uh, both information about me and pointers to some of the blogs I've written recently and information about Rebecca. That's great. Well, again, we've been speaking with Esther Ehrman, author of the new novel, Rebecca of Salerno, a novel of rogue crusaders, a Jewish female physician, and a murder. The novel is available now, so go buy a copy. And Esther, thanks for doing this interview. Well, thanks so much, Jeff. Absolutely. It's been really stimulating. <laughs> <laughs> Great. Do you have that one piece of clothing you keep going back to, no matter how full your closet is? Having a versatile, high-quality favorite feels great. 
but having a whole closet of them feels even better. American Giant puts the quality, durability, and comfort they're famous for into everything you need for your spring days. From premium t-shirts and jeans to lightweight French terry joggers and their legendary best hoodie ever. Whether you're dressing for work, the gym, or happy hour, you're sure to find your next closet go-to from American Giant. And it's all made in America and designed to last a lifetime. Get 20% off your first order at American-Giant.com with code STAPLE20 at checkout. That's American-Giant.com, code staple two zero. As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match, with Indeed. When I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply.